Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Coming up on the Athletic MBA Show's point of contention, we've got the Lakers and the Rockets. We've got the Miami Heat as potential title contenders. We've got privilege in coaching hires. We're fleeing the prairie, and we got players on the move right here on the Athletic MBA Show. I do have a take. Welcome to Point of Contention. It's five subjects. It's five minutes. It's five points of contention. I'm your host, Zach Harper. In this corner, the esteemed author, the Bay Area legend, Marcus Thompson. Marcus, with NFL starting Thursday night, should the NBA avoid having games on Sunday the rest of the playoffs? Man, what kind of, like, scared is that? Like, no, go head up with the NFL. Stop being some marks, man. Go straight up. Matter of fact, don't even do them on Sunday night either. Sunday at kickoff. Like, see see where you stand. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- th- forget all this duck in the NFL business. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. I'm going to be at the – I, I got to cover the NFL. I'll be at the 49ers game. I want to look up and see NBA on the on the press box TV. Have yeah. some heart, NBA. yeah. For one of those million subscribers, you can check out Marcus's NFL coverage because the Warriors are a bunch of bums right now. And speaking of ratings, we go to... Wait, that's not Ethan. Sitting in for Ethan Strauss, it's the Athletics cultural anthropologist, the Haitian sensation, Wozni Lambre. Woz, did Novak Djokovic get vilified unfairly for smacking some lines person with a ball in the throat? No. Um, I don't think he was vilified probably enough when you consider... That time Serena yelled at the line judge or whoever and said, I'm a mother, don't call me a liar. Um, and she kind of got castigated in the public space for it. But, and, but, you know, at the same token, I don't think he meant to hit the lady in the throat with that ball. But, you know, <laughs> these things happen. And, and when you mess up to that degree, you deserve to get just carnage rained down on you because that's been the precedent set in that sport. All right, as always, the king of production, Jade Hoy, pushing buttons. Jade, start the clock. It's time for take one. Have the Lakers figured out the Rockets? Daryl Morey's great small ball experiment is teetering, and just days ago it was threatening to wipe out the big man forever in the postmodern NBA. As Draymond Green tweeted last week, all big centers not named Joel, Cat, and Joker should be cheering hard for the Lakers right now. If Houston take this series, it's going to hurt the value of the big man even more. Lakers rebounded, taking games two, three, and behind a great performance by playoff Rajon Rondo, who I found out today his nicknames are Johnny, Swag, and the Yoga Instructor. Didn't know that. The Lakers have taken a series 2-1 lead. So, Marcus, how do the Rockets get back in the series? And also, why is Draymond Green still sold on Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> well, first off, I, can I first, like, oppose this idea that the Lakers have figured out the Rockets? Like, we didn't know this was going to happen? Like, Waz <laughs> called this day one. What what the hell was there to figure out? Like, we were, what are we figuring out here? That eventually their three-point shots will stop falling and they have nothing else? Sorry, we kind of already knew that. But the answer for them is easy. Like, it's the same answer that has always been. They got to get hot. 
They got to get hot and they got to stay hot. And the moment they don't get hot, they're done. I mean, that's pretty much the bottom line. Eric Gordon has to make threes. Daniel House has to make threes. Where's Gerald Green off the sideline with the with the Rockets logo braided in his hair? He needs to start making some threes too. Russell Westbrook needs to make threes. This is what their whole situation is set up on. So that's how they beat the Lakers. Make a bunch of threes. Uh, will they? I, I don't think so. Also, they didn't even take them last game, Marcus. It took 30. That's like a half for them. That was them, like, giving up on their purpose in life. Like, that was weird. It's like, dude, you, you set this up. Like, this is what you set up, and you just go walk away from your calling? Like, th- this was your life that you chose. Don't go away from it. Go down swinging. And about the, like, Carl Anthony Towns thing, I don't know if you – I'm sure you remember this, Zach, but I remember, in 2016 yeah. – when uh the Warriors were going for 73, there was a moment there where it didn't look like they would get it. And that moment came when Carl Anthony Towns put the work on the Warriors. I'll never forget, Draymond mm. does not dole out credit at all. After that game, Draymond was like, hey, yo, that Carl Anthony Towns dude is good. So I think he still he still remembers he's that ignored dude. He's it all ever since, though. <laughs> right? No, he does. But, Doesn't like, matter. come on. We got Draymond some scout- still got the scars. He still got the memories. Wow. Okay. All right. By Wise. the way, Waz. Well, by the way, Waz, we all know this is Draymond, like, selling his own value, right? Well, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, that's, that's obvious. <laughs> that goes without saying. He's clearly self-interested in being a big that gets, pay- that gets paid. And Draymond actually happens to be somebody that's perfect for a Rockets type of situation because in a switch defense, he can hold up against the James Hardens. And the Westbrooks, honestly, people forget 2016, specifically those last three games. Draymond oftentimes was switched on to Westbrook, had no problem staying in front of him, had no problems giving a great contest at the rim, and Russ just couldn't make layups in that series. Obviously, he never makes jump shots, so that's just oh. what it is. Now, as far as the Lakers figuring this thing out, um, it's funny. Mike D'Antoni, in the press conference before the series, he's like, yeah, Rocco's going to guard this person. Okay, so uh, what does that PJ's mean? PJ's going to guard this person. That Like, there's no secret here. There's no, they're like, y'all right. know what we come in here to do. Like, this, you can scout it. You can do what you want. What you have to do is you have to stop Harden. You have to stop Russ. You have to hope that we don't make make jump shots. I think for me, when it comes to the Rockets, I think the Lakers have basically made it so that they, they can score comfortably against this team. You know, coming into the playoffs, the We Believe Lakers, everybody was saying they had an offense issue. That has not been the case in this series. They feel comfortable. LeBron and AD especially AD after game one, they figured out the spots that they can score most efficiently in. Um, I don't think there's much to figure out here. Now, can Mike D'Antoni make some adjustments here, Zach? I I mean, for one, he can stop playing non-shooters. You guys can do with that what y'all want. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on, Waz. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, I see where this is going, and I'm not going to stop you from that. I just want to throw a little context in that in game two, Russ actively got them to lose, right? Like, Russ was so bad, he actively led them to a loss, but he was really good in game three, and it didn't matter. So it's like, does Westbrook actually factor in here? Was he really good? I I I think I think thirty. He, he had an efficient thirty. I'll had, say that he, he had, had an efficient. Better, but that's why they went small. That's why they stopped shooting the threes. They was like, man, let's get, all get to the rim like Russ. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, he he had a better game than game two, and he scored efficiently. But you saw it when the Lakers actually 
turn the gears up on their defense. That team was bogged down. 38 points in the entire second half. That's not going to get it done. And of course, again, you know, you can say Rondo made some threes and Caruso, two of the worst three-point shooters on the Lakers, made some big threes to blow that game wide open. I just don't think the Lakers feel threatened by this defense whatsoever. And so conversely, you know, the Rockets need to score 120 every single game. And I don't think they're going to do that by playing non-shooters. They got to spread it out for Harden. The Lakers don't really have a one-on-one answer for Harden. And so, you know, if the Lakers are going to help on on James Harden, he's going to find shooters. You're going to stop disrespecting KCP, by the way. Come on. <laughs> much much as KCP was the whipping boy. Bracelet? What did that stop? Oh, man. Oh, my Lord. Call his lawyer. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man, the Rockets are in trouble. I just don't see it happening for them. The best they could do is probably pack the paint, leave the, the Morrises, the Rondos, the Carusos, the Kuzmas wide open, and pray. Yeah, Draymond's definitely looking out for his own paycheck. Didn't he just get an extension, though, Market? Never mind. We'll move on. Take two. I'm so fucking locked in right now, and I'll do anything it takes to win, man. That was Jimmy Butler. The Miami Heat are rolling. They defeated the finals favorite, Milwaukee Bucks, in five games. Who could have possibly seen that coming? If you listen to basketballs, you're listening to them right now. They will either face the Celtics or the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's starting to feel like the Heat are flirting with destiny. So, Waz, we'll start with you. What needs to happen for the Heat to not just win the conference, but win it all? They're not going to win the conference because the last two teams left aside from them on the Eastern Conference have real defenses. Not fraudulent, regular season, Knicks and Magic fodder, cannon fodder type of defenses where you pad the stats against the worst offensive teams in the NBA. And so you get to call yourself the NBA's best defense. Like Toronto and Miami have legitimate defensive talent. They have legitimate defensive-minded and scheme coaches. Um, Their coaches have demonstrated throughout their entire career to do this thing called adjustments. Like an opponent tries something, then you counter with something different. What's that? (laughs) I'm sorry. Mike Bonehoser channeled me. Sorry. My bad. I think it's an old wooden ship, I believe, used in the Civil War. And and so when you combine actual defensive personnel and, you know, a a coaching staff that's willing to try things and make adjustments on the fly, I think the Heat offense um, is going to find that it's a little bit limited to have just Jimmy Butler be your primary playmaker and sort of crunch time orchestrator. That's not going to be enough against the best defenses left in the East. So I don't give them much of a chance, much less against, you know, teams the caliber of the Lakers and the Clippers. Wow. Uh, Marcus, the Heat are putting together quite the pitch to the next disgruntled free agent. May that be Giannis, Bradley Beal, whomever. It doesn't really matter. They just know they're in position. So which free agent? will want to become a part of heat culture. I mean, they all would be lining up, right? Fred Van Vliet. I'm looking at you, Fred Van Vliet, running, running a, uh, wait, that's the, wait, that's what you Yeah, doing? I got Fred Van Vliet. What? I got, I got, uh, <laughs> would you all like Fred Van Vliet? Come on, man. Gore Dragic I mean, is like, the, like the next Gore, Gore Dragic is like, Gore's years. better. I mean, he's 30, 17 years old. Like, yeah, come on. At some point, fair. you got to start preparing. I'm looking at you, uh, uh, Gordon Hayward. You know, uh, you, you're going to need a home <laughs> and, and you ain't getting that much money. So, hey, you might and as well go kick it in But listen, listen, here's who's here who is going to join Jimmy Butler and, and make the heat of power. His name is Anthony Davis. That's who's going to the heat. I'm calling it early. What? Anthony Davis what? is going to the Miami Heat. Wait, wait, hold on. 
What? Game. So, I need explosions. <laughs> I need alarms. What? So, so AD is going to leave his big brother slash father, LeBron James. Um, the beautiful weather, uh, culture. Cause there is culture in LA, y'all. I know that because I, I I've been here for three years now, Zach. I'm a regular old Angelino. Yeah, Angelino if you didn't know yeah, that. Um, he, he's gonna leave all of that, the fame. The notoriety, all of the stuff that comes with being, you know, probably the second most important player on the Los Angeles Lakers to do what? Get yelled at by Pat Riley all day? No, to to go be so, the most important player on mm. the Heat. Mm. On the Heat. Listen, Ethan is not here. Somebody got to say something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Look, and, it, and, well, and, and, and the best the best scenario for him was is to be the best player, but not the most important player, right? Someone for else can sure, carry through all these for moments. For sure, the mo- like the the heavy lifting, the the big crunch time possessions. It shouldn't be on AD to orchestrate a much probably even score. He should be on the receiving end, finishing. He is the league's number one, number two, right? Like he's the best second option the league has to offer because of the things like he does need to be set up he's not the, some one-on-one killer in isolation like he, he you know he gets his buckets and garbage like running the floor you know those long touchdown passes lebron likes to throw offensive rebounds a lot of his points is getting to the line like it's a lot of the garbage pale lunch pale type of points um and so he's he's ideally positioned right now as the number two to lebron's number one the problem is he's clear number two, though. Like, if he went to Miami, he'd be the number one. Like, he's a bigger star than Jimmy but Marcus, Butler. what if he knows he's a number two? What if he's, what a, better? What if he's the what? rare, self-aware NBA superstar what? and knows he's what a What better than going to be a number one, right? Because Jimmy Butler don't care about none of that stuff. And still having That's the fair. pressure and the moment be on mm. Jimmy but like this is a perfect scenario and look I, I started off like messing around but I'm st- I think I'm on to something here and I think you just kind of pushed me towards the direction oh. while you feel me on this one more than what you're willing to let guys, on guys <laughs> guys let me ask you a quick question are we sure he's better than Bam out of bio sorry I just had to get real twittery <laughs> wow. there I just figured that, we would do nah, that. if you if wow. you would have said Jokic that would have been Twitter for sure <laughs> <laughs> they love Jokic on Twitter. Love yeah, you mentioned getting to the line. What about skipping the line? Take three, guys. Skipping the line, white privilege, whatever you want to call it. Did Steve Nash deserve to get the head coaching job with the Nets? Should players have a say in who coaches them, or should they be swayed by woke culture? Steve Nash said, I did skip the line, frankly, but leading an NBA team for 20 years is pretty unique. So, Marcus. Is Steve Nash qualified to be a head coach right now? Of course he isn't. But who cares about that? None of this matters. Exactly. Like, no, <laughs> what, can you put a coaching resume on Indeed.com? Like, when when is did the Nets list this job <laughs> opening question. and have the qualification set? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a job, yo. This is not like a, you know what I'm saying? There's no salary listed. Throughout the history of NBA basketball, from Bill Russell being the player coach when Red Auerbach moved to the front office exclusively, you've had stars as coaches. Stars are part of the draw. Like that, it doesn't stop. Like this has been going on. I don't. I don't even understand. This is Steve Nash. Period. Like if if Mark Jackson can get a job off his seventeen year career. If Steve Kerr can get a job off 
you know, winning championships with with Jordan and Duncan. You telling me Steve Nash can't get a job? So yeah, that the qualification is yo, be a star and bring people in the seats and know a little something about basketball. If that's the qualifications, he absolutely qualifies. But if somebody shows me the the and by the way, what would the qualifications be? What would the difference be for like the Nets and like the Lakers, right? Like, what if all the coaches posted their their job openings online and let people apply? I wonder what like what degree are you requiring? They should actually do that. This would be a good thought experiment to see. Like, I, I bet the Charlotte Hornets job would be a little bit easier to get, and it's like seventy five thousand a year. <laughs> wow, coming that cheap MJ, that's crazy. Uh, no, and, and Zach, honestly, I think people are asking the wrong questions. It's not, is Steve Nash qualified or not? The bottom line is the Nets did this to appease their best player, the pers- the players that they've gone all in with. Um, and the people... I don't know, Oz. He said he didn't talk to KD first. Oh, God, give I me a break. So, all right, so he's already learned wait, how to are lie. They, are they good. homies or are they not? You can't, like, you, like, you can't tell me you guys are homies and say, oh, we never talked. Like, that's, that's just ridiculous. I think the question that people need to be asking themselves, particularly white reporters on Twitter who were too woke to realize what's actually going on over here. Yeah, guys. Um... They need to ask themselves, why are the black players so thirsty and so hungry all the time to empower white men? Right. Why, when is it their turn to empower somebody when it's literally their choice to hire and fire somebody? Why is it oftentimes they're doing it on behalf of white people, whether you see it in hell, KD with Rich Kleiman, (laughs) you know, some duty just basically met. In a Rock Nation meeting and said a few months later, I want you to run my entire freaking life, right? And that goes up and down the list from managers to agents to the people that they like to give scoops to, Zach Harper. I mean, like, it it goes up and down the list, but the white reporters are never going to question that part of the power structure. The bottom line is... The Nets process was great. If you like player empowerment, they empowered KD and Kyrie to pick their freaking coach because they are the two most important people in the entire organization. And I say they're more important than the owner as far as the fortunes of this franchise. And so they did the right thing. The Nets, did. they asked these guys what they wanted and they gave it to them. So I, I want to appreciate you for standing up for me like in the way you just did. Yeah, I feel like. I should get all the scoops right. from black players because I'm black. Yes, sir. So, yeah, y'all heard why two listen books to wasn't enough, Marcus. <laughs> we no, want they more. were not. I kind of feel they like were not here, enough. To be honest, I kind of feel like <laughs> they were not enough, buddy. Give me more. <laughs> Anybody else feel outnumbered here? All is all. Also, all is also, all. Zach, Come on. We need to, and I keep saying this over and over. We don't even need to go far to see how cronyism works. Right there on freaking in, in Madison Square Garden. They hire an ex-CAA agent. He gets a CAA coach in there immediately. You think the Knicks did some exhaustive head coaching <laughs> search where the best black assistants and um, people Wait, who you have- think they didn't? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. They leaked that Jason Kidd was a candidate, okay? Right, right. Right. So there you go. There's right. your Rooney that's, rule. That's that's the funny part about it. Like, the, the problem, and this, this sucks for, like, the Ime Udokas of the world. Yep. This is not real. It's not real. Like it's literally like these these cats are hustling. They're pouring their heart into it. They're doing great. They're proving themselves, and that's not even why how it's determined. Like, and maybe they'll get a shot here and there, right? Maybe some. Stephen Silas has been at this for twenty years. He was an offensive genius back when he was with the Warriors during We Believe. Like, 
it, that's not how you get NBA jobs. Like it, they, it doesn't work like that. And so we're, we're, you're telling these people to go through a system when there's this different system over there. Maybe they'll collide here and there. Maybe they'll cross. But the whole point of the assistant thing is to spend 15 years hoping at some point you hit the right network because that's what it's about. Like mm-hmm. it's about the network until you until you get your job and you win your 60 games and get to the finals or whatever. Until you do that or you, you have nothing Popovich. but relationships. <laughs> you know that's that's, that's all it that's is. part yeah, of it too like, they work for ebay though right yeah. <laughs> they work for Udoka. <laughs> you know that's part of it too it's like these perceptions of just like oh he comes from the spurs family so he's got to be the next pop right like and that's part of it it's not there's nothing i mean it worked for Budenholzer and not for ebay Udoka. that's all i'm saying it worked a little that's bit all. with jacques vaughn Right, he got the Orlando uh, work. Dang, i forgot he was with spurs. Ah, isn't see, brett brown a spurs guy hey, man, stop killing my racism <laughs> plot come on man that's all I got left. Well, eventually, you know, Steve Nash will probably get sacked if they don't like him or if they, uh, if, you know, he does a bad job or whatever. Speaking of sacks, football's finally back, people. And DraftKings is a leader in one-day fantasy sports. It has millions of reasons why you should be excited to kick off the football season. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at, well, just guess how many dollars. Guess how many dollars as a top prize. A thousand. Try, try a little bit higher than that. Try a million. One million dollar top prize with a total of three million dollars up for grabs. That's just this Thursday's football contest. Get in on Thursday night's single game showdown because it's easy to do. All you have to do is download DraftKings, the app, using the promo code Maze. That's M-A-Y-S, as in Robert Maze, as in the athletic NFL show. Draft six players from the season opener. Stay under the salary cap. See how your team stacks up against the competition. Now head to the app to start making it rain. New users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code MAZE will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code MAZE, M-A-Y-S, for a limited time. New users, again, get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss this extra special week one bonus. That's promo code MAZE to get a free shot at $1 million in top prizes. Make it rain with DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, guys. Speaking of cutting and running, take four. Billy Donovan fleed the prairie. In five seasons, Donovan advanced to the Western Conference Finals in his first season with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And then something happened, Marcus. I think maybe one of those guys left. I think KD left, right? KD left. Surprised he never got waves, back. did it? No, I don't think it did. I don't know. Uh, it was a little under the radar story. Got me was. a book. Got <laughs> you a book. book. Yeah. Shout out KD. Not enough. Books. Black we need more books. We need more scoops. <laughs> um, they made the first round of the playoffs each of the next four years, but they were out- ousted no matter who was their point guard. Donovan was 243 and 157, a 60.8% win percentage as the Thunder's head coach. So, was we had Paul George do it, we had Russell Westbrook do it, and now Billy Donovan as he likes, likely heads off to Chicago, is flee the prairie. Why are people fleeing the prairie? In Westbrook's case, he put a decade in there. Um, the writing was on the wall that he was, that that team had gone as far as it could with him being the leader, the alpha and the omega of the organization. 
Um, he got to be king of the prairie for about three seasons while KD was gone. Um, he'll forever be loved for staying before he left for Houston, ultimately. Uh, shouts to Sarah. And, um, you know, it, it's understandable what Westbrook and Paul George and KD were all thinking. I think Billy Donovan is a little different. Um, he doesn't want to coach a rebuild. I think they mutually agreed to part ways. We know he has a close relationship with Sam Presti. Uh, and let's face it, Chicago is beckoning and call, beckoning and calling. I've heard from a little birdie just last week, Zach, um, just a little tidbit that the Chicago thing is basically a done deal. So he'll be in the Bulls in a different, they're not rebuilding, but they're not going to be at the place where OKC will be after they shed the likes of Chris Paul and Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder. Like that's going to be a pure lottery team, pure developmental product. Um, and so if Billy Donovan and his GM decide mutually like, yo, I can get out of the prairie and go to a nice city like Chicago. Uh, Billy Donovan is a Long Island cat, as you know, Zach. So I can yeah. understand why he might want to get the hell out, get, get the hell up out of there. So, all right. How about this, Marcus? Now, a lot of prospects on that team, a lot of draft picks. Maybe a David Vanderpool wants to become the coach. Maybe Ime Udoka, maybe uh, Steven Silas. You know, maybe one of these assistant coaches gets their chance with the Thunder. How do the how do the Oklahoma City Thunder become an attractive market, not just to coaches, but to players in general? Is there a way they can, like, somehow lift up the entire city and move it to L.A.? Like, is that is that possible? Because... <laughs> what I about mean, what, what about Miami? <laughs> what, what about is, is New York possible? Yeah, no. Nah. Look, I don't. I don't even think they need to become more attractive. Look, and this is why I was disappointed in the Rockets, man. Like, follow your purpose, Oklahoma City. Follow your purpose. Why do you have to be gigantic? You don't have to be big. Be Oklahoma City. One of the greatest scenes ever one of the things in 20 years covering this sport one of the best things ever was being in Oklahoma City for game six in the playoffs there was nothing like that be that that's what you need to be and will it get you the top star okay maybe it won't draft well get guys while they're young and impressionable people who come there tend to like it at least they like it for a couple years before they get an exit plan right but yeah go ahead and and live in that space because it's good. I, I, I don't think they should try to go be competing with the Lakers for that. Go be the small market team that might win a championship. Like, you'll get one. If you just stick to it, believe in yourself, work hard, you'll get the championship, Oklahoma City. I promise. All right. So, Waz, what about the next young guy that's there already, Shea Gilgis-Alexander? What do we think about? Obviously, he's not going to leave after the rookie deal. Guys don't really leave after rookie deals. But the prospect of turning him into a, an all-star all NBA level player is pretty good, right? He's a good, he's a good player, but then after that, you got to build around him. You got to build with him. You got to make him stay. How do you do that? I uh, see. And the problem with all of that chatter, and I get that Shea had a great second season. I don't look at him as a young guy on the level of Boston's two guys, whether you mean right. Tatum or Brown. Uh, I had a conversation about Donovan Mitchell before the playoffs started. I'm sure that chatter has died down, but there was this sense that Shea might have the brighter future. I'm like, no, he doesn't. I don't think he's on the Donovan Mitchell scale, the Devin Book Booker scale. I don't think he's that type of young piece. So that's problem number one to 
to me. Uh, I think they do need to bottom out to get that blue chip type of piece that I don't think Shea Gilgis Alexander is. He's a nice piece. I think, you know, his length and size, he has the potential, if he ever eats some hamburgers, to sort of fill into his body and be a stout defender because of the, the natural gifts that he possesses. He got killed in the playoffs this year. Uh, defensively, but you know, he's still a young guy. He has a lot of room to grow in that sense, but I don't think he'll ever be that blue chipper guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not that dude. Marcus. I know. I know another guy who didn't put on weight. Kevin Durant didn't put on weight. He turned out. Okay. You know, so all, all yeah. Shea has to do is grow like six inches. Seven good. feet. Seven feet is different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shea's a good, Shea's a good start, right? They do. They need, they need a couple stars. If Shea's your ends up, the, if the peak of Shea, like if what we imagined for his peak, if he ends up your third best player, now you're a really good team. I, I do think they need two more though. Live sports are back. The playoffs are here. And Manscaped wants to make sure you look good while you're watching good looking basketball. And you do that by grooming yourself. The lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Waz, I know you're a fan. I'm a fan. We, I mean, I use it. Waz, if I'm being honest, I use it like every three days. Just making sure I didn't miss anything. I'm not quite you know? as hairy as you, so I, my hair doesn't grow at the same rate. So I'm probably every other week. Um, I, I get the trimmer because look, Zach, I can't grow a beard. I barely got any chest hairs. I just don't grow hair that like. Well, that, I don't really man. have chest hair either. But you know what I don't like? I don't. So you can groom anything with this thing, by the way. I don't like armpit hair. I hate mm. having armpit hair. So I'm getting I'm getting rid of that stuff. I don't shave, but I buzz that thing with a lot oh, more. You anti-feminist shaving your armpits, oh, man. man. What's up I, with I you? do not like. I do not like armpit hair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellas, ladies. If you were hoping I was into that, I'm not. But what I am into is the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Because I've never been someone who takes care of my fingernails. You know, I'm like a nail terror and all that stuff. But now I'm getting into it. They got the slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and my favorite part, the medium grit nail file. Get that thing all smooth, Waz. You're not not snagging yourself at all. Ain't nothing wrong with being dainty. Mm-mm. No, and I like I like the crop preserver. I like the crop reviver. I like everything that Manscaped gives you, and you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code the Athletic Twenty at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code the Athletic Twenty at Manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level, everybody. And we'll be right back after this. All right, take five. Speaking of players on the move, the seasons of Chris Paul and Giannis Antetokounmpo ended abruptly this past week. Now, the fates of those two key players are in the air. Where should Chris Paul go? What will Giannis do? Marcus, let's start with Chris Paul. What do you think his future is? Will the Bucks trade for him? Will the Knicks trade for him? Who's going to make a move for Chris Paul? It's got to be the Bucks. It's got to be the Bucks. This is how you keep Giannis, right? You go and get yourself the point guard. And man, that team looks a whole lot different with Chris Paul, Giannis, and, and Middleton. And we've seen Chris Paul not look like a 35-year-old, right? He he can play. But the problem with Oklahoma City is it was too much, right? Like That final play, Chris Paul didn't even look like he wanted the ball. So it was just like, <laughs> yo, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to, for him to carry a team. I think he needs to go to a place where he doesn't have to carry the team. But if he could just be a point guard and leader 
and a, a guy who can hit clutch shots when you need him and get you a bucket, Milwaukee's perfect for him. Like, if, if you're Giannis, you need to have a list of people who they need to go get with no excuses. Chris Paul should be on that list. If 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 I were Chris Paul, I'd be trying to get make my way to the New York Knicks for one reason and one reason only. I'm gonna set up my first job post career as the Knicks president. Um, <laughs> Chris Paul with his professionalism, his obvious intellect when it comes to not just the game but the workings and the business of the game as players union president um and player rep, I think he should go to New York. James Dolan is a sucker for a salesman. Um, and he could replace Le- uh, Leon Rose <laughs> as soon as Leon Rose oh, is no. a part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Waz, what about, all right, Waz, what about, what about Giannis? Uh, Chris is this happening already, by the way, yeah, Waz? You thinking it like in two years? <laughs> like a month into the job? Of course, Leon Rose is on the hot seat. Uh, Giannis told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports uh, when asked if he'd be demanding a trade. It's not happening. That's not happening. Some see a wall and go another direction. I plow through it. We just have to get better as a team individually and get right back at it next season. Was this deflection? Is this semantics? I mean, he's not demanding the trade. What if he just outright walks away? I don't think it's semantics because AD asked for demanded to trade two years left on his deal, right? So it's mm-hmm. clearly that's not semantics. Like, I'm going to play out the season. I'm going to play as hard as I possibly can. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be all in as far as, uh, the the success of this team, right? Giannis is going to be invested in next season, but we've been down this road too many times before, guys. We remember Kyrie telling the kids that he was coming back. We re- oh, man. <laughs> we remember <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Wait, Kawhi Leonard never said anything because he doesn't Not talk. But uh, yeah. you know, we we've been down this road. LeBron I mean, and Miami. KD said he wasn't leaving. KD, yeah. <laughs> like we've been down this road so many times with these superstars. To not be fooled no, by no. this idea. No, Waz, this is different, man. Have you not been paying attention? Why? Because he's Giannis Nigerian? Giannis is different. <laughs> yes. It's different. He's not just he's Nigerian he's and an he's from Greece. Oh, yeah, man. no, it's different, man. It's not the same, man. He don't think the same. He think differently. Here, here's here's the problem with it. Here's how Very you know right Giannis now. means this, right? Here's like, Giannis is, hey, how many times have you heard he's cut different and built different? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, have. but listen, he's telling you this. He's telling you the stubbornness of his nature. Listen to what he's saying. Some people see a wall and he likes to plow through it. Isn't that the problem? That's exactly how he views the defense, which is the problem. Right. That's why he's, he's like, still, has, still has yeah. more personal fouls, I'm, offensive charges I'm than anybody else in the league. <laughs> There's a wall. I'm going through it. He he hasn't figured out yet that there's other ways to get on the other side of that wall. No, Giannis is the Kool-Aid man. Marcus, he just busting yeah. through walls left and right, thinking that's how you play offense. It's a it's a it's a metaphor for how he thinks. He's cut different. Waz, come on. <laughs> we get it. The immigrants are harder working and more humble. They put their head down. They, they're not uppity, uppity like American Negroes. We get it. We oh, get you know it. what I'm saying? Oh, we, oh. Us, us who from the hood, you know what I'm saying? We, we entitled. You feel me? Yeah, I, I do feel you, Marcus. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's nice that he came out and said this. I think it's good 
for the league and how they want to sell this dude about being this clean cut and face of the league and a quote unquote different type of superstar. We saw this with the Steph stuff where he was a different type of superstar because he loved his wife and kids and Jesus. I guess. I don't know, but it, it, we get this every now and again where different they push different cats different. <laughs> but I think different ultimately young. Different than Allen Iverson, essentially. That's this. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's all the trope, they're right? saying yeah, right there. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's different yeah. than Rasheed Wallace. He's not gonna get, you know, he's not gonna get seven weed arrests in Milwaukee, right? Like this. That's all they mean by different, man. All right, let's go to the closing rant, Marcus. I'll start with you. Do you have a closing rant? Thought anything? I do have a closing rant, but man, I gotta honor the guests, man. I gotta, I gotta let Waz go first uh, because I do need time to prepare my closing rant. Um, I think it's time, and I, and and it, those of you who follow me on Twitter have have been watching me do this little bit the past ever since the playoffs started about the we believe Los Angeles Lakers, and it's time for like all you people in the media just admit it: the Lakers are pretty good. Like, they're a really good team. Like, the shit y'all did with the Blazers series where it's like the Blazers were somehow going to beat the Lakers after, like, barely getting by the Memphis Grizzlies and Brooklyn Nets. They were going to kick the ass of the team that was on pace to win 64 games because I don't know what. Because, and you know what it all stems back to, guys, is that they all were so down on the Lakers last offseason, and they just couldn't get over the fact that they were wrong. Now we go into the Rockets um, series. They could barely beat a Chris Paul at 38 years old led team in seven games, but we were supposed to believe the Rockets were kryptonite and all of this. And they're finally, finally, Zach, coming off of their high horse, like, give it up. The Lakers are damn good. They're going to give the Clippers everything that they can handle in the next round. They probably should be slight underdogs in that series, but it's going to be a tough series. The Lakers are a really good team, y'all. Stop it. I know how much I love Maury and I love the the experimental nature of the Rockets, but just stop it. It's over for them. I don't know who you're addressing other than Charles Barkley. I, I really want to know who you talk about. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I, we, don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to. We don't need to mention names. Oh, man. It's not a straw man, Zach. It feels like. No, it just feels like a, a blinding white light has hit us. And I don't know quite what's going on. All right, Marcus, what's your rant? I would love a blinding white light right now because it looks like it is 11 p.m in the bay area and michael jackson's thriller is coming like outside so yeah bring some bright light my way i'm not with this smoke stuff but uh i my rant is a shout out and a support and like a vehement defense of the most disrespected defender in the nba how do we keep leaving drew holiday off the all defensive team we this is disrespectful. Drew Holiday just gave five million dollars to support justice causes, right? And I don't have I have no idea what that has to do with defense, but at some point the marketing and promotion of his good brand should help him get on this team. I don't care who it is that needs to come off. I don't care like how he needs to get on there. Drew Holiday needs to stop being disrespected. The dude's been a great defender since he walked into this league. And right now, there's no way you can tell me he he isn't worthy of an all-defensive team not. He was the last one I left off for the guards. Wow, disrespect. 
Well, I mean, also his, de- his team's defense was garbage this year, even when he was on the court. Disrespectful. So I, don't I, I don't know. I watched him guard KD, and he gave KD problems. So <laughs> he he was a tough matchup for KD. And if you could guard KD, you deserve to be on all defensive teams. Yeah, but so was Patrick Beverly for like until Kevin Durant decided, all right, you don't get to be a problem anymore. Yeah, but Patrick Beverly has made all defensive teams before. I mean, Drew's a better defender than him, so you got me there. Yeah, I know. Drew's That's a much saying. better like, defender can't, than Patrick. He can't Patrick get a he can't get a look. He no. can't get a, a nod. I, mean, like, I think I had him man. last year. Holiday. I think I had him last Unbelievable. year. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, I'm with that. All right, time to decide a winner. Jade, who's your winner this week? Is it Waz or is it Marcus? Waz, going to Waz. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate. I'm it. only Isn't kidding. That- it was Marcus. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. The old switcheroo. Why, you see how they do us? He was about to give a speech. <laughs> I was about to tell you to send my trophy to Encino. James is already playing him off with the music as he tries to give a speech. All right. That's going to do it for Point of Contention on the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you're checking out the new app. It's got a new app. There's all kinds of new features. It's everything that you want in coverage. You can even find the podcast in there somewhere. So subscribe. You can become of you know one of at least a million subscribers. The Athletic passed a million subscribers, so you can be one of millions out there subscribing to the Athletic. Make sure you do that. Make sure you check out Marcus's work. Make sure you check out the podcast. Make sure you check out style rankings when they come back. Make sure you check out all that good stuff for Marcus Thompson. For Wazzy Lambert, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic and The Athletic Podcast Network. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.